0: Morning, everyone. Hear me okay up there? Wave at the back if you can hear me. Yeah, that's good enough. Halfway back, that's fine. Okay, look, good uh, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Church. Uh, especially wanna give you uh, a welcome. Uh, I'm competing for some noise at the back there. Who are those noisy people right at the other end of the grass? Tell them to be quiet, I wanna talk. <laughs> uh, I certainly haven't got a louder voice than Karen, have I? Right, okay. <laughs> so look. Welcome to Garden Church, welcome to uh, you if you're a visitor, if you're someone who's recently joined us. uh, Welcome to you if you're friends and family of the folks that are getting baptised. We've got a great morning uh, together as as we do these baptisms. Ah, that sounds good. So look, baptism baptism is central to our life as a family together. Uh, It's just so important and that's why this morning I do want to spend a few minutes just talking about baptism why we get baptised, what this is actually all about. There may be folks here this morning that are thinking, gee, what's this paddling pool doing down here? What is this whole process all about? So uh, let's just jump in. I want to read a short passage of Scripture. I want to look at the story about where Jesus himself was baptised. It's a passage that we read in Matthew. So if you've got your Bibles with you and you want to turn with me to that, it's in Matthew chapter 3, and just starting at verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptised by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and do you come to me. Jesus replied, let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfil all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love, and in him I am well pleased. Let's pray. Father, just thank you this morning that we can, again, just rejoice in baptisms. I pray you teach us truths about your word as we just briefly look at this passage. Amen. Amen. As I was was praying and thinking about what I wanted to, to say this morning, I was drawn to this passage um, and I was surprised in a way because it's not a passage that we often use when we baptise people. Uh, It's not actually a passage that I myself have heard that many sermons about. And it got me thinking why, because it's such a key passage in scripture where Jesus is baptised by John. And I think one of the reasons why we we, we not not exactly struggle with this passage, but but certainly when we read it, there's there's an unanswered question right at the heart of it, which is why did Jesus need to get baptized? John himself is really puzzled by this. You know, John says, Wait, you come to me to be baptized. John recognized that this was a this didn't quite seem right. Because here is Jesus, you know, the spotless Son of God. The one who is without sin coming to John and saying, you know, I need to be baptized by you. Uh, the answer that we get, I mean, Jesus answered John and he said, you know, let it be so for now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. That's that's a kind of a odd phrase and often when we're struck by... Uh, passages in the Bible that, that we want to kind of dig deeper into. It helps to kind of read it in another version, to read it in another translation, to see what see if it's in an easier form of language and find what, what else it could say. And the interesting thing with that passage, let it be so for now, it's proper to do this to fulfil all righteousness. Truth is, it's translated about the same in just about every version that you read. <laughs> Um, the the more easier to read versions of the Bible, translate that as, let us do this for now because it's the the right thing to do. But we're still kind of left with the question, why was it the right thing to do? Why was it necessary or right for Jesus to be baptised? I want to suggest three things really, three words, that I think are at the heart of what baptism is. Uh, And those words, and I'm going to open them up very briefly for you, those words are community, they're calling, and they're commissioning. And I just want to explore what each of those means for the folks that are being baptized this morning, for those of us that, that perhaps look back on our baptism many years ago and need to be reminded of these sort of things. So firstly, community. Jesus. The sinless, spotless Son of God, God Himself, come to earth in human form. You know, we, we, we need to dwell on this folk, this, this this point for a moment, because again, uh, Jesus was more than just a good man. He wasn't just a good man. He was God Himself. God Himself come to earth to deal with the most pressing problem in the universe: our sin, the fact that we had turned away from a living righteous holy god but here is jesus sinless and spotless the one person in all of creation in all of history that didn't need to be baptized he comes here three years on from this point is the cross the reason that jesus came ultimately the reason that he came to die for our sins on the cross that's 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 the reason that jesus came And we might well ask, well, if that was the the singular, sole, important reason why Jesus came, why not just fast forward to the cross? Why not just come as an adult and die on the cross and say, I've died for you guys? Why spend 30 years growing up? Why spend three years of ministering to people that didn't understand most of the time what he was trying to say? Why, Why spend those 33 years living as a human, living as a man? Well, because Jesus wanted to identify with us. He wanted to walk in our shoes. He wanted to tread the same path that we tread. It says, uh, a wonderful passage in Hebrews, it says there, talking of Jesus, who is our high priest, it says therefore, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses. That's a double negative there, just for the English grammar students here. That means we do have someone who can sympathise with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted, as we are, yet is without sin. You see, that's the important difference. Jesus wants to identify with us on our journey. He wants to know what it's like to be human, to face all the trials and troubles and difficulties and hardships and tears and sadness that we all face. To be tempted as we're tempted, yet at the same time, to not sin. That's the important point. He didn't sin. But there's no no situation that we have faced, no circumstances that that we could find ourselves in that Jesus doesn't understand, that he hasn't experienced himself because he wants to identify with us. And as we're baptised, we're showing that we identify with Jesus. Debbie so 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 clearly and brilliantly explained, yeah, we're, we're part of this family, we're part of this community, we're one without another, we care for one another, we look after one another, we are community together. In one sense also, there's this feeling that the baton is being passed from one generation to another. Here's John, who has been ministering uh, calling people to repentance. Uh, John's ministry is actually soon going to come to an end. John is, as the narrative unfolds, John is going to be imprisoned for his faith. John is ultimately going to be beheaded for his faith. But here in the Jordan, there is this sense that the baton passes on as he, as he almost hands over his ministry to Jesus, to one who is going to take that ministry further. But, but there is this sense of this continuity This community, this sense, this journey that we're on is carrying on. And so for me, I find baptism is really exciting, not just because there are people affirming their faith. That's so important. That's really fantastic. But almost because here is the next spiritual generation, if you like, rising up that are going to move on from what we can do, move on into new truths, into new missions. And I find that really exciting, the next spiritual generation of this church. So baptism speaks of community, Jesus with us, us with Jesus. But secondly, it speaks of calling. I've said already that Jesus came with a very clear purpose, to die for us on the cross. That that singular purpose that that his mind was fixed on so very clearly. Uh, We read these famous verses again from Philippians where where Paul talks of Jesus who though he was in the form of God did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself taking the form of, of a servant being born in the likeness of men and found in human form he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. You see, there's that clear focus, there's that clear mission, there's that clear purpose that Jesus has come for, the cross. The cross in it. whatever gospel we read, however this narrative unfolds, the cross lies there at the end of it all. And it's not surprising that Jesus is fixed firmly on the cross, sometimes even to the exclusion of other events that are going on around him. There's a time when uh, Uh, In John where he said to his disciples let us go to Judea and the disciples said Rabbi the Jews were just there seeking to stone you and are you going there now and it seems that whatever happened around him Jesus had this strong sense of calling where did that come from where did this real sense of purpose come from in Jesus was it that he was God himself perfect in that sense Or was it that this was a very human, very real person whose calling and purpose and destiny have been affirmed through baptism? That that seals and confirms this mission that he is on, this calling that he has to redeem mankind. Prophet Isaiah talks of Jesus as the Messiah being the one that sets his face like flint To the cross, it's a phrase that always makes its way into our English language these days. Setting your face like flint, being determined, being resolute, being absolute, knowing where you're going, what you're doing. Again, all of that, we can trace that back to the Jordan and this, this calling that Jesus has as he starts his public ministry. And we have these incredible verses at the end of the passage where heaven opens, the Spirit of God descends on Jesus, and this audible voice of God declares, this is my Son in whom I'm well pleased. You see, baptism is an incredible affirmation of obedience to our Father. It's an affirmation that that Jesus was obedient to his Father, it's an affirmation that we're obedient to our Heavenly Father through being baptised. And I'm sure that in the tough times ahead, and there were tough times for Jesus in in the wilderness when he was tempted by Satan, at the many times when he was explaining something and the disciples just didn't seem to get it, uh, those tough moments in Gethsemane, the anguish as he looks to the cross, how would he have found strength in those times? Well, just this sense of this is my son whom I'm well pleased. Those words would have come back again and again. And those words come to us. They're affirmed through our baptism, this sense of calling. We've all been called. We're all on a mission. And again, I should say at this point, it actually doesn't matter if you're 8 or 80. If you're being baptised or you're 8 or 80, age doesn't matter. When we talk of mission, when we talk of calling, Then so often we can think of, oh, yeah, well, some people are called to plant churches and go to other countries. And, you know, we need to recognize that everybody comes to baptism at different ages in their life with different abilities and and capabilities. So some people in the fullness of their Christian walk might plant new churches, might go to other countries. For some, it might just simply be being obedient to your heavenly Father. That's your calling. And I'm sure everyone, every one of us, everyone who will be baptized, I'm sure we'll go on to do greater things with our Christian walk. But if all we do, if we do nothing more than be obedient to our Heavenly Father in being baptized, that's massive. That's responding to the call of God on our lives. Baptism speaks of community, Jesus with us, Jesus with him, It speaks of calling having a mission, having a purpose, having a destiny, having a role in life. But thirdly, baptism talks of commissioning. The third C. Well, CCC, aren't we? We've got to have three C's. That's a long word, but what it really means is to make ready. Something is commissioned when it's equipped uh, and empowered. Uh, I just read last, uh, last week that uh, HMS Queen Elizabeth II, our latest uh, aircraft carrier, has just embarked on a, on a voyage to Asia, it's kind of ma- maiden voyage uh, to Asia. It's interesting that that vessel was named back in 2014, 2014 it was decided that this aircraft carrier will be called HMS Queen Elizabeth II, it had a calling. It was called, it had a name, at that point it had a mission and a purpose, it was going to be an aircraft carrier. But it wasn't commissioned until three years later, in 2017. And when something is commissioned, that's the point when, if you like, the supplies are loaded, the the aircraft are loaded, the helicopters are loaded, the systems are ready, the crews are trained. And the ship is now ready to join the rest of the Royal Navy to be part of that fleet. And you see, as we are called, one of the great things about baptism is that it's not that we're called and then three years later we might be empowered finally. No, we're called and commissioned at the same time. We don't have to wait. We're empowered. And that's why this passage was just so important when when the Holy Spirit comes on Jesus. Uh, Paul when he was uh, visiting Ephesus uh, came across a group of people he asked them you know what baptism have you experienced and they said well we've experienced John's baptism we've experienced a baptism in water yeah we've said we're sorry for all the wrong things that we've done and Paul had to explain to them yeah but there's just a little bit more there's just a little bit more there's the Holy Spirit there's this empowering there's this commissioning there's this filling and equipping with strength for what lies ahead. And so as we, uh, uh, as we think of baptism, we're reminded that we too are empowered and equipped and filled with the Holy Spirit. We need to keep reminding people, we need to keep tre- teaching these truths, that the Holy Spirit enables us to do all the things that we are called to do. So let's just pray just for a moment as... Uh, As we just ask God what does this mean for each one of us, each one of us here, God just wants to speak to us, God just wants to remind you of the fact that you have been called and commissioned, that you're part of a community. Uh, Maybe if you're hearing these truths for the first time and uh, you're not really sure about what church is, about who Jesus is, then we haven't had time to open up kind of those truths today, but we've said already that Jesus loves you. He wants you to be part of his family. He wants you to be part of this community. He wants you to turn away from your own life, all the kind of stuff that you do that, that you know doesn't actually bring peace and security ultimately. And maybe folks here this morning that, that you're trusting in Jesus, you've become Christians, but you just again for whatever reason haven't had the opportunity to be baptized. Well, hey, we want to we talk to you about that, give you opportunity for that this morning. So let's just pray as we come to baptize these folks. If this morning you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and you want to find out more about that, then do please come and speak to me, come and speak to Steve, come and speak to other, someone else that bought you, one of the guys that you know is a leader or part of this church here. We'd love to open up this story more for you and explain and introduce you more to this Jesus. Let's just pray. Father, I just want to thank you this morning again for the opportunity uh, that folks have to affirm their faith in you, their trust in you, to commit their lives to you, uh, to declare publicly that they're following you. Lord, we thank you that uh, that you have plans and purposes for us. Thank you that you came to this earth. You came to share in our situations you came to sympathize with our circumstances but lord we thank you that you came to fill us with the holy spirit and with power just equip us we pray lord those of us that have perhaps gone rusty in this year of lockdown those of us that have kind of stepped back from some of the truths that we know lord fill us afresh with your holy spirit we pray amen amen